Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. What better place to be on a Sunday morning than right here, right now? The Lord keeps sharing with me, and I shared it with you, you know, y'all last week, that this is a year that I think is going to become uncomfortable for a lot of folks. LifeGate folks, you may have witnessed some things in here today that you don't see at our church. Praise God. I want you to get uncomfortable. I want you to get uncomfortable. I want you to stop being comfortable. It's time for all of us, whether you attend Covenant Life or you attend LifeGate Church Bremen, to stop doing church and be the church. It is time for us to rise up. It is time for us to accept and receive who we are in Christ and to move forward in that. And what I want to share with you today is I want to share with you about face-to-face encounters. Face-to-face encounters. I can tell you that I have one time in my life heard the audible voice of God. And you may be sitting here and have never heard the audible voice of God, and you may never hear the audible voice of God. But I can remember it like it was yesterday, and I'm going to share that story with you in just a few minutes. I will also share very comically my wife's response to what I heard. Uh, And when I say comically, it's because of the response I got from her. I'm not trying to call her out. I love her dearly. I would be lost without her. But... I just want to take a minute and share with you this morning, if that's okay. Can we pray before we get started? Father, thank you so much for allowing me the honor and the privilege, Lord, to just be a conduit for you, to to, to just take what you have fed to me, Lord, and just pass it through me and, and, and put it out there for those that would receive to receive it, Lord. Lord, I know that there is a word in this message for every single person that is here. Lord, I just ask that you open hearts, minds, and ears so that they would receive, Lord, not my words, but your words. And at whatever point of need that they have, Lord, that you prick their heart, that, that your, your spirit moves in them, Lord, so that they know that it is from you and that they move accordingly. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all the believers said, amen, amen. Quick question for you. Have you ever heard the phrase... You had to be there. Anybody ever heard that phrase? Anybody ever said that to somebody else? Let me tell you about something that happened to me. You had to be there. I'll give you some examples. It it, it typically follows somebody trying to explain something to you, if you will, right? Maybe it was an experience that, 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 that they had. Maybe it's an experience that you haven't had, and they try with everything that's in them to explain that experience to you. And for some reason, every time I've done this, the person I'm sharing with, lo and behold, doesn't get it at the level that I got it. Any of you understand what I'm talking about? So it, maybe it was a trip to Hawaii or something like that. You know, it's like, oh, you just had to be there. It was the most beautiful place that I've ever seen in my life. It was so gorgeous. I was so relaxed. My wife and I are leaving on a cruise in February. I cannot wait seven days on the high seas with no telephones, no distractions, just me and my beautiful bride of almost 31 years. We're going to spend some time together uh, getting closer to God and getting closer to each other. That's what we're going to do. Maybe it was a vacation. Maybe if you're a golfer, maybe it was a trip to Augusta National. Any golfers in the room? How many of you have ever been to Augusta National, right? You go to the course and it's like it is the most beautiful course that I've ever seen in my life. Here's one. 
witnessing the birth of a child. How many of you have ever witnessed the birth of a child? How many of you have ever tried that to, to explain that to someone who has never witnessed the birth of a child? I, I've witnessed the birth of four of all four of our children. Uh, God love them. I, I, they're all different, every last one of them. I got to cut the cord on every one of them when they were. How can you watch the birth of a child and not believe there's a God? I mean, it is the greatest miracle in the world. When that, when that baby comes out, I can remember when my oldest, Kaylee, who's serving in, in nursery uh, alongside the Covenant Life folks this morning, I can remember when she was born, when she came out, it was, I was adopted the day I was born. And so I didn't know my birth parents. Uh, I knew my adopted parents. I didn't know my birth parents. And when my daughter was born, it was the first real, true flesh and blood, living, breathing, something that, that came from me. It was an identity thing, if you will. And I looked at her, and I just, those of you who know me know I'm an emotional person. I am very emotional. And so I just lost it. And my parents are sitting out in the waiting room, and I'm walking in there, and I'm saying, she's, they said, what's wrong? I said, nothing's wrong. She's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. You just had to be there. Some of you are like, yeah, this is, this, are you going to get to the point? But I need you to hear me on this. You have to experience some things for yourself. You really and truly do. The same is true with God. He never intended to be studied. He really and truly intended us to experience him. He always intended for us to experience him for ourselves. That's why throughout the, bottle, God, throughout the Bible, God reveals himself in encounters. Those of you who have studied the word and know the word know that it's encounter after encounter after encounter. I'm going to share one of those with you today. Here's some examples. Moses and the burning bush. Any of you remember that story? Some of you, my wife, will say, Lord, I just, Lord, I just need to see a burning bush. Maybe David through times of intimate worship with God. Maybe it was Paul on the road to Damascus, who was not Paul at the time, was he? What an experience, what an encounter with God. Maybe it was Peter in the early church in the upper room in Pentecost. Could you imagine being there? Could you imagine sitting at that table? Instead, what we find is we find ourselves living other people's stories. We need our own story, church. That's what this message is all about. It, we want, I want to teach you, I want you to learn what it takes to have an experience with God on your own. I believe that it's necessary. January the 15th, as I mentioned before, we're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting and beginning that Sunday at 7 p.m. And my prayer for every one of the members of LifeGate Church is that they have an encounter with God as they draw closer to him during 21 days of prayer and fasting. That they truly encounter God and his presence, his real living presence in their lives. The purpose of an encounter is that, so that we can let our, our light shine before men. Let's begin with this verse. And in this verse, Paul's letting us know that we can still have encounters today. There's so many people that have relegated experiences or encounters with God to biblical times. Those things don't happen today. I know good and well that they do, church. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18. I want you to see what this says here. It says, wherever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are. Look at this, face to face. 
they suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, church. Nothing between us and God. Our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah. Our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. Now, we don't become God, but we become more like him. We need an encounter with God. I've never seen anybody's life change through an argument. Have you? We need an encounter. We need a face-to-face experience with God. That's how he shared Christ with others. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Here's point number one. I want you to hear this. We need power, not words. We need power, not words. Paul was a skeptic. When Paul was Saul, he was a skeptic, was he not? And then he met Jesus face-to-face. That's how he shared Christ with others. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, verses 3 through 5. I want you to see what it says here. It says, I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. I'll tell you a little bit about my story. I was saved uh, many, many years ago as a early teenager. I was 13 years old. I accepted and received Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh, my grandmother was a very, very big supporter of uh, the PTL ministries. Now, we know what's happened with that ministry over time or whatever, but I still believe God moved. And I went with her to a taping of the 700 Club. I remember it like it was yesterday. And there must have been 300 people in there. And we're sitting in seats. And it's just me and my grandmother. She took me of all the grandchildren. She took Jay. And her and I made a long road trip there. And we sat in those seats while they were taping the show. This is one of those had to be there moments. They were taping the show, and I remember the the man that was preaching the message. I don't remember his name. All I know is that there was something that he said in his message that pricked my heart. And it pricked my heart to the point where I knew I had to do something. I knew I had to do something. I didn't know what that something was. But all I know is as he continued, he was praying, and I noticed as he was praying, as most teenage kids do, I didn't have my eyes closed. I was looking around to see what was going on. And I looked up, and I saw him, and I watched him just kind of scanning the crowd. His eyes were open. He was praying, and he locked eyes with me, and he said, you, son, you. And I lowered my head because I said, surely he's talking to the guy behind me. He said, you're struggling with something right now. And I was. I was struggling with something big time. And I said, how did he know that? So he called me to the front in front of all these people. And I said, surely this is not what I think it is. And so I get to the front and he prayed. There were lots of people that had come to the front. I get to the front and he comes to me and he says, whatever it is you're struggling with, it's gone. And whatever it is that you think you need to know, you don't need to know it. Here's what you need to know. Jesus died for you. He gave his life for you on a cross. He's forgiven you of your sins. You've been washed clean. You've been set free. And sin no longer has a hold on you. Now, I remember he touched me on the forehead. That's all I remember. And when I got back up, all I knew was I was a new man. 
a new teenager, but I felt like a man when I got up. And I can remember, fast forward many years later, my wife and I had been attending uh, uh, several churches. Our daughter was, was going to a Christian school. She was coming home sharing scripture with us, my, our oldest daughter. And we're like, what is this? Our daughter's teaching us instead of us teaching our daughter. And so we listened and we said, we got to find a church. And we got plugged into church. And we, we got plugged into a church that my wife was very fulfilled in, that she served. And she was giving her, her all. I just couldn't find my fit. I couldn't find my place. And so my wife, little did I know, was praying with that fire in her belly, Lord, give him a burning and a passion for you, set him on fire for you, and she didn't say at the church that I want to be at. (laughs) And so we started visiting because I got that fire, we went to the Methodist church that I grew up in. Uh, When I sat down, and this is the, the one time I heard the audible voice of God, it was us and six other people in the sanctuary, I was super excited to be there, it was my childhood church. And I heard a voice behind me say, welcome home, son. I've got a job for you. And I whipped my head to the side and I looked at my wife and I looked around and I said, did you hear that? And she said, no, what did it say? And I said, somebody said, welcome home, son. I've got a job for you. And she immediately looked around and she said, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Long story short, fast forward multiple years later, uh, we, with the Lord's help and the Lord empowering us, built a vibrant children's ministry and a youth ministry. I was a youth pastor for a number of years, and then the Lord called us to, to do what we're doing now some years down the road, and the Lord just completely and totally changed my life. Number one, we need power, not words. Here's number two. We need an encounter, not an explanation. In all of my reading and study of the Bible, I've never found any person in the scriptures who really had a God encounter and then questioned God. Nowhere have I seen that. Once you've experienced God in all of his glory, you can't turn away from him or forget his touch. You just can't. When you've been touched by the Lord and you know that it's the Lord, you can't turn away from that. You can't run from that. It is him. Too many people never get any further than just the mental side. Jesus said this in John 5, 39 and 40. Watch this. He said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. We can study We can attend Bible studies. We can go to groups. We can know, be knowledgeable of the Word of God. We can study it to the nth degree till it just pours out of every crack and orifice in our body. But if we haven't experienced and know who He is, then they're just words. They're just words. We need presence, not practice. We don't want to just go through the motions. John 9, 17 says, finally, he turned again to the blind man. He said, what have you to say about him? He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Here's the next point. I want you to write this down. We need presence, not practice. Don't just go through the motions. We need to encounter God. Once you've encountered God, your life will never be the same. 
Romans 8.11 puts it this way. Watch this. It says, it stands to reason, doesn't it, that if, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. Watch this. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With this spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. Today I want to look at the first time the phrase face-to-face occurred in the Bible. It's the story of Jacob. Many of you may be familiar with the story of Jacob. He was rejected. He was a deceiver. The problems with Laban and Esau, he was running. Some of you here today need a touch from God. Because you're hurting. You really need it. You don't just want it, you need it. I want to share this story with you this morning from Genesis 32, as, as far as Jacob is concerned, and I want you to see this. It says, so Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Watch this. Then the man said, your, lo- your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with men, watch this, and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. Three things happened when Jacob encountered God. Number one, he got a new strength. He got a new strength. Listen, I don't want you to hear these stories from God's word and say, well, that was in Bible times. That was in biblical times. Those things don't happen today. That can't happen to me right here, right now in this place. And I tell you it can. And I tell you these are prophetic words that can speak to us in our situation or our circumstance right here, right now, today. A new strength. God intentionally took away Jacob's natural ability. He took his hip He took away his ability so that he would learn how to lean on God's ability. Listen, there are times in my life where things have been taken away. Any of you? Did you lean in or did you walk on? I think when things are taken away, when situations or circumstances take place, we need to lean into God rather than walk away from God. We are very quick to say we're blessed when times are good, but when times are not so good, man, I'm just in a bad way right now. And I know my wife can get frustrated with me at times because I'll share, I I, I actually share way too much. I'm very open. I'm very transparent. And she'll hear me talking on the phone and I'll get off and she'll say, boy, it just sounds like you're completely down and out the way you sounded on the phone. Well, maybe I am a little down and out. (laughs) But you need to be strong. Yeah, we all need to be strong. And I do need to be stronger, if you will. What I need to say and what I need to know and what I need to recognize is that God is in control. 
And he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. All things. All things. I've watched a chain of events unfold as the water line has broken in our church. I've watched this chain of events take place. And I had two choices. I could get frustrated. I could lay down. I could wallow in misery. I could lay down and say, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Instead of saying, all right, Lord, what is it that you want for me to learn from this so that I can grow? And here's what I can tell you. He has got a lot of things in store. And I'm excited. I want to share with you, and this is not even in my notes, but I just feel like the Lord's laid it on my heart to share with you. And I've shared this with Pastor John already, but I received a text message last week, the first Sunday that we were here, from, from Mark Stroud. Y'all know uh, Pastor Mark from Kingdom Rock. And he said, we heard about the water damage. We are praying for you and the LifeGate family today. I know that God has a full upgrade in mind. He's washing away the old and ushering in the new. Bless the Lord. And can I tell you, the text message came through on my phone at the exact moment in time that I was questioning God. Standing right here in your sanctuary. Can I just confess a little bit this morning? I'm standing right there in that very spot right there questioning God. God, why? Why? And by the way, those who attend LifeGate will tell you. I tell them, don't ask God why, ask him what. But I found myself asking why. I'm a man just like all of you. (laughs) He took away his hip so that he could lean on God's ability. Isaiah 40, 29 uh, through 31, watch this. It says, he he gives strength to the weary (laughs) and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Can I tell you that that piece of scripture, before it was ever for any of you that may have heard that and say, I received that, it was for me. It was for me. Some here today need this. You've got the first move. You need to come. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 29 says this. I want you to see this. I love what his word says in this passage of scripture right here. It says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Here's the next thing that Jacob received. Corey, you can ease back this way. My message is short today. He received a new identity. In almost every story after an encounter with God, a name or identity changes. They were completely and totally new. It required, listen church, it required the closing down of an old man to redeem the new. Isaiah 43, 18 says it this way, watch. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. 
Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Completely, totally brand new person. Revelation 3.7 says this, watch. (laughs) It says, what he opens... What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, nobody can open. I can remember the time I had to lay down the old man and be redeemed in the new. A completely brand new person. And last but not least, here's what Jacob received. A new joy. A new joy. God bless Jacob. We know that the word blessed means happy. But not the external, the internal. Real joy. Real true joy. I want you to read this out loud with me. Psalm 1611. We're going to read this out loud together. I want you to see what this says. Watch this. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your joy in your presence. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. The problem with this message today is that you'll never understand it until you experience it. But once you experience it, listen to me, church, you'll never doubt it. You'll never doubt it. Here's what I want to challenge you to do this morning, church. To go after God. Go after Him. Run after Him. Don't walk. Don't crawl. If that's all you can do is walk or crawl, do it. But run. Whatever trial or tribulation, whatever situation or circumstance that you're in the midst of right now, I don't know what it is. Maybe you're not in any kind of trial, tribulation, circumstance or mishap maybe you're not in any of those things the Lord wants you to know that I am here I will never leave you I will never forsake you but you will never know the true power of God until you experience him face to face I'm not talking about words I'm talking about experience I'm talking about a real, true, living God. The one true, living God. That if you'll just look for Him, you'll find Him. Because He's right there. You can experience Him for yourself. Pastor John, I don't know how you normally do things, but I'm going to do something because I feel like the Spirit's prompting me right here, right now. I don't know what trials, tribulation circumstance, situation you might be in the midst of. Maybe you're here today and you've never accepted or received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Here's what I have struggled with in the past. I can remember at our church normally it's every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. Like we're ashamed to let people know that we're struggling. I love what you said because it was prophetic and it led into the, the word that the Lord had laid on my heart. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to have a struggle or a trial or a tribulation. What's not okay is to lay down in it because we we serve a mighty God. 
So here's what I'm going to do. I don't know what your trial or your tribulation or your circumstance or your situation is. I don't know if you're in here today and you've never accepted and received Jesus. I know that y'all have got a huge prayer team. A lot of folks that are willing to pray with folks. I'm going to ask you to do something really quick. I'm going to ask you to be bold this morning. I'm going to ask you to, to not bow your head and close your eyes, to not, to not, not look around. I, I want you to look around. I want you to see that we serve a true living God. And I want you to have a face-to-face encounter with God this morning. I know some of you, the Holy Spirit's prompting you right now, saying, it's, i got to move. I, gotta do, I don't know what to do, but i got to do something. I'm going to tell you what to do. Come down to this altar right now. I don't know what trial, tribulation, circumstance, situation that you're in. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, get up out of your seat and come to this altar this morning. Come down here now. Don't wait. The Lord's prompting you. The Lord's pushing you. The Lord's leading you to do something. All you got to do is take the first step. But when you take the first step, you got to trust Him. 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 It's okay to not be okay, church. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.